Hello and welcome to the Mavs Report. I'm your host Jesse Matarazzo and today we're going to break down the Mavs Fan Jam, look ahead to the Utah preseason game, and we're going to break down this Mavs roster, so let's get it popping. The Dallas Mavericks took on the Dallas Mavericks this weekend, and to no surprise, Luka did Luka things. He was very good. 18-7-6 and six in his limited minutes. Maxi actually had 15 points in the game. Uh, that was pretty surprising. KP, I'll get into KP in a minute, but he had 14-4. Uh, and four. Eugene Omarui had 14 points and four steals. He's definitely trying to keep that roster spot, that's for sure. Jalen Brunson looked good. He had a lot of creative movies. Maybe he's listening to that criticism about there not being a secondary playmaker. He had 12 points, three assists. Tim Hardaway Jr., eight points, five rebounds. He has the most beautiful shot. I just, I, I love watching Tim Hardaway Jr. play basketball. Sterling Brown played really good defense. He had eight points, three rebounds, and three steals. Trey Burke, you know, Bubble Burke is one of those guys, you know, when he's on the ropes, he's going to come out swinging. He had eight points, four rebounds, four assists. Really fighting for his career at this point. Josh Green, I thought Josh Green did great perimeter defense. He was just always on his defender, fighting through screens, altering a lot of shots. I thought he played very, very good perimeter defense. And he was able to get some cuts and, and you know, get to the basket. He had an amazing and one basket where he just sort of did a crazy layup that went in a la Steve Nash. So, you know, that's promising getting to the rim as we know he was pretty poor going to the rim previously. Reggie Bullock looked really confident in his shot. And Moses Brown, I want to take a second to talk about Moses Brown because he was always putting his arms up always getting his arms in the way of you know driving lanes and and shooting anything to to disrupt the offense he was going to do and as well as getting rebounds i think tyson chandler has done a really good job at working with moses brown he ends up with only four points but he had nine rebounds and one of those four was a putback so I love his contribution and I really hope he makes his team and is not traded because I think he can be a very promising center in the NBA. Of note, Tyrell Terry was out with family issues. He was dealing with mental health issues last year and was out for some time. Now he's out with family issues. All you can really do at this point is hope for the best for him and be supportive of him. We have no idea what he's going through and you know, you just gotta, some things are bigger than basketball and we just have to be patient with that. So best of luck to Tyrell Terry. Another thing is Frank Nilakina was out as well. Not really sure why he didn't play. That would have been fun to watch him because I, I really think he's, you know, he's kind of on the bubble too. Is he going to make the team? We don't know yet. So a lot of questions remain to be seen with this team. And, you know, I said I'd get back to KP. Now I'm going to get back to KP. KP had some things where, okay, this could work. And then there's some other things that was like, oh yeah, that's why Carlisle stuck him in the corner. He was able to get off some movement. There was a lot of uh, ball movement early on with the team. I really liked that. KP was able to move pretty well and get on cuts. He, he had a baseline cut. He had sort of like a little UCLA cut there. There was a a lot of times where he was cutting the basket and getting the ball Luca was finding him the chemistry actually looked pretty good when he was in movement and getting the basket and dunking and that looked like the KP of old with that athleticism at least on the offensive end but the thing with KP though is he'll get that one shot where he tried to post up and it is just not working he's turned the ball over like usual and then he'll catch the ball and turn around and shoot and his shot looks short on easy shots that he really should be making. So there's, a, you know, it's going to be a mixed bag. I think this year for KP, I do think that, that Jason Kidd is going to do a better job of getting him more involved. 
and maybe his stat line will go up, but I don't know about his efficiency. I think there's still going to be issues there with his efficiency because I think that with some of his skill sets, KP is just not really a post-up guy. He's not really a mid-range guy. He's not Kevin Durant. He's not Dirk Nowitzki. He is Christoph Porzingis, and he has a certain style of game. What he's good at is moving, getting to the basket on cuts, dunking the ball, and um, shooting deep three-point shots. And he did all those things very well, and I'd like to see him continue that. And if he can just stay doing those things he can still be a 20 and 10 guy and maybe if he adds on some defensive movement laterally and really tries to to be more of a interior defender like he was one of the best in the league in new york i think he can really make some things happen but um i don't think he's going to become a joel Embiid or a tim duncan overnight uh, i don't see the post-up game working for him the mid-range game may work a little bit at some point but he's really got to get his confidence up before he can even think about that sort of thing so i'm really confused at what the game plan is for him but i'm being cautiously optimistic so that's my take on kp if i was to do a prediction i could say maybe he goes up to 22 23 points a game nine eight rebounds maybe a block or two a game but he's gonna leave you wanting a bit and i do worry about in the playoffs is he gonna be able to get anything going because that sort of movement that you could get away with in regular season isn't going to work when people are just guarding people straight up and the fouls aren't going to come. So they're going to go a lot more physical. And can KP play a physical style of ball? I really don't know yet. I guess we'll see this season. Another thing that I'm concerned about is Luca. He had a short off season and he set himself in the Olympics. Fourth place is the worst place you can place because you play the most games without getting a medal. So he's going to have to really recover from that. He didn't really get any time to really rest. He said he took like two weeks off, which really isn't anything in the grand scheme of things. That's still a 50-week season, basically. He's going to need to have a little bit of time to rest throughout the season. And, you know, when he's going to be the only guy that's really consistently good on this team, hopefully not. But if he is that workhorse on the team and him having a shortened offseason, it's going to be tough for him. I do expect him to play very well in the beginning, but they're really going to need to manage minutes down the stretch. I, I'm not very confident that they have the personnel to do it properly. So injury risks, I hate to say that knock on wood, but there's going to be some uh, risk for injury for, for Luca this year. And if he goes down, boy, we are a lottery team. So we, we cannot afford that whatsoever. You know, how I think he'll play, I think his numbers will be the same. Maybe... You know, maybe his usage goes down a little bit. I'd like that for his usage to go down and his efficiency to go up and his numbers to stay similar. That would be ideal to me. But at this point, maybe hopefully his assists go up because he has better shooters around him. KP hopefully will play more in movement. Hopefully they'll bump the pace up a, uh, a little bit because they were down at the very bottom in pace as far as how often they had the lowest field goal attempts a game, even though they had a pretty good offense. So it's going to be a very weird season. A lot of people are very optimistic. Dalton Trigg said on the Mavs Moneyball podcast that he was scared because he there's people out there more optimistic than him. I think it's going to be one of those honeymoon scenarios where you get back with your and things are really good for the weekend and then they start to go right back down to earth. I think that 
I'm going to be a little bit more pessimistic on this season. I think it's going to be a lot of the more of the same. You can't coach into talent. Like you have to have some sort of talent and it doesn't matter how good of a coach Jason Kidd is, who I don't really think is that good of a coach. It doesn't matter how good he plays a scheme. You can't scheme talent into a team. I don't know what you're going to do about that. But unless uh, some players really, really step up, you know, it's going to be more the Luka show. And how far can Luka take a team? Because I don't really see a huge jump from Brunson. I don't really see a huge improvement for KP. I think it's going to be more the same, maybe more better days than worse days. And I think it will be a slight improvement on last year but will it be an improvement from the year before because that's really offensively what you're trying to recapture maxi looks a little bit better offensively but is he going to be better defensively i don't really know so there's a lot of questions there i don't really have answers but do you have answers maybe you think you have all the answers why don't you tweet me at the mavs report or at mavs lead or at jesse Matarazzo and tell me what you think about the team tell me what you think we should do uh, are there any moves we can make are there any sort of roster depth chart moves where we start somebody over another person what do you think talk to me about it and uh, maybe i'll bring up your comment on the show so i'm going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to preview the utah jazz preseason game because it is coming up quick the dallas mavericks are kicking off their preseason against the utah jazz on wednesday october 6th and they are going to be playing on Bally Sports. I know, I'm sorry. Or if you're out of the DFW area, you can watch it on League Pass or NBA TV. So I definitely think that it's going to be a very interesting matchup because we're getting to see what sort of players are going to really make this roster. Who's really going to get in this rotation? Josh Green is on the bubble. Um, Sterling Brown, you know, Frank Nilekina. I believe Reggie Bullock's pretty solidified his his uh, roster spot, but there's a bunch of other people. Moses Brown, who's going to get traded? Who's going to get cut? There's 16 men on this roster. It's got to get down to 15. Is Trey Burke the one that goes down? What are they going to do as far as that? He's not vaccinated. That's a whole other issue that we talked about last week. And uh, if you want more on that, tune into last week's episode with Lance Roberson of Sports Illustrated. We talk about the vaccine issue there. So I think that we have a very interesting roster. We looks like we actually have some depth there. We have way too many centers. What are we going to do with all these rotations? Is Willie Cauley-Stein going to get buried? Is Boban? Is Moses Brown the eventual replacement for Willie Cauley-Stein or Boban or both? Or is he on the trading block? There are so many questions that we will have answered by the end of preseason. We're going to see who's going to be on this roster. Now, those players may get traded eventually, but at least we'll figure out who's going to be on the 16-man roster. The Utah Jazz are a big matchup for us because they're going to be a rival of ours of sorts because they were the first seed last year. We have the talent on the best possible scenario to be a first seed this year we have the depth uh, we don't necessarily have the high-end talent but we do have Luca, and we have a couple pretty good players and then a lot of solid players so I think that was really the formula for Utah as well they had efficient players that played good defense and in depth 
a lot of shooters, a lot of defenders, and then they have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So if that formula works, why not Kristaps Porzingis as that? I'm not comparing him to Rudy Gobert, but he does totally different things. But can he be that support player that isn't necessarily a perennial all-star? No disrespect to Gobert, but like offensively, he's not on the same level as KP. And uh, defensively, I mean, he's KP's not even in the same stratosphere. So it is interesting how they contrast with each other. But when you talk about usage, when you talk about players that make an impact, can KP make as big of an impact as Rudy Gobert does on the court while KP may be doing it offensively and Rudy Gobert defensively? I know that Luke is going to make a, well, let's hope that Luke makes a bigger impact than um Donovan Mitchell. So uh, it really has the question of who around them are going to step up. You know, they have a lot of really good role players over there in Utah. And can we get those role players, maybe role player plus type players like Tim Hardaway Jr., who at this point I think is more than a role player. He is a solid starting contributor that is, you know, maybe a really good fourth option, a serviceable three, third option. You want him to have the ball a little bit more than a typical role player does. You know, he's like a role player plus, I guess. Uh, Reggie Bullock, I feel like, is a solid role player. You know, you have contributors like Moses Brown. You have contributors like Boban that are matchup problems for people. You have Jalen Brunson who had arguments at time to be in the sixth man of the year conversation with Tim Hardaway Jr. Can he crack that starting rotation and actually be that secondary playmaker? He's really going to have to show a lot on both ends of the floor to be able to do that consistently, especially against bigger sort of defenders. So I think that there's a lot of question marks there and we'll get to see a little bit that of that in the Utah game you also have Josh Green is Josh Green going to be the player that you drafted at 18 and and missed out on Sadiq Bay for um, missed out on Desmond Bain for is, is he that type of player that you can put up and could he shut down a Donovan Mitchell could he could he shut down some of these smaller two guards that um or regular size two guards that are high impact offensive players if he can do that then that justifies a roster spot he looked very good at times in the fan jam where he was playing very very good defense and altering a lot of shots if he can move enough offensively to get shots off i think josh green can get more minutes on the court i thought sterling brown looked really good defensively too and that matchup is going to be interesting so let's talk about the player matchups not against each other on Utah, but on our own team, you have Reggie Bullock versus Dorian Finney-Smith. You have Sterling Brown versus Josh Green. You have Tyrell Terry possibly versus you know Trey Burke or even Brunson, depending on how things go. So then you have Dwight Powell and Moses Brown and Boban and... <laughs> and Willie Cauley Stein all fighting for minutes at the five. Meanwhile, KP may play some minutes at the five as well. So that's going to be interesting. And then you have Maxi at the four and five at times. So you have so many big men that are going to be competing against each other for playing time and honestly i don't know how it's going to shake out and these, this preseason is time for that we know luke is starting we know that tim hardaway jr and kp are going to get a lot of minutes starting you have to think that reggie bullock is going to start at least some during the season as well so what does that mean for 
for Dorian Finney-Smith? What does that mean for Jalen Brunson or Maxi Kleba? That's what preseason's for. So let's hope for really good competition with all those players and, and great shooting from everyone because if they're all hitting and they're all competing, whew, this team could be very, very deep and we may be able to get away with a 10-man rotation. So all of this presents a pretty interesting scenario. And I know most people are going to freak out and say this is blasphemy. But if we have real injuries, if we, if, you know, Jason Kidd is not cutting it, we actually have a draft pick this year. And that's very important because Luka is such a superstar that if you put any real talent around them, they are going to legitimately be a title contender. And if you have a high draft pick, that you can package with someone else or draft them if they're good enough. In a couple years, you may have a real legitimate situation to where you could have a dynasty. If if you get a couple more good players, you know, Luca can bring you to the promised land. I mean, let's be real. And sometimes you got to sacrifice for that. We have been taking all of the New York Knickerbocker leftovers for the last four years and now everybody that didn't cut it on that team is on our team it is just ridiculous i'm waiting for mitchell robinson to show up at some point it's just getting weird over here in dallas and we really need to make some bold moves to actually change this roster so if it's not cutting it and kids not cutting it maybe it's not so bad that we have a draft pick this year because if things go south like they did last year i fully think that after the covid stuff we were three and nine during that month and we were 14th in the west had we had our draft pick we would have just tanked they would have shelved luca they would have shelved kp and we would have took that pick and packaged it for kp and traded him i'm pretty sure that that's what would have happened had we actually had our pick but we didn't we forced ourselves into the playoffs and that's fine playoff experience is great and it's fun for the fans but at the end of the day you're gonna have to take the long road to get to a better position in the league you we kept cutting corners and trying to do all this cute stuff to try to create a a championship winning franchise overnight but that is not going to happen you cannot cut corners when you build championships that's why they say organizations build championships luca can be the best player in the world forever but he can't drag a lottery team into a championship caliber place jordan couldn't even do it he had to have pippen he had to have good talent around him like kerr and kukoc and everybody else so it is what it is we may have to take some sacrifices i've been saying this for a long time i don't want to go doom and gloom now because i think that we have potential to compete this year but if things don't go right send kid out the door and try to get the best pick you possibly can all right so we went doom and gloom let's go sunshine and rainbows baby let's end this on a positive note and talk about the best case scenario within reason for the mavericks now the best case for me would be tyrell terry actually plays with the team and plays good to his potential uh, contributing like a seth curry did for the mavericks josh green getting a confident shot and shooting in the mid 30s 35 36 percent from three on spot and shoot he was able to shoot 40 percent on catch and shoot at arizona so i have faith that he could possibly do that in the league if he has the confidence in him playing the defense that we know he can play for jalen brunson him getting up to being like a 16 to 18 points per game player and learning how to distribute the ball properly him looking to pass a little bit more like was mentioned in uh, past pods 
I think it was a locked on guys saying that, uh, you know, how J.J. Barea used to really contribute uh, passing the ball and getting that second unit, one of the best second units in the league. So I think those things would need to be possible. Tim Hardaway Jr. would need to play like he does and be a little bit more consistent. Reggie Bullock would need to be a pretty uh, apparent upgrade over Dorian Finney-Smith, which I think is possible. And then Christoph Porzingis just needs to have more of a year like he did the year before on confidence in his shot, uh, staying healthy, and playing more like he did in the bubble more consistently. I think he doesn't necessarily need to get the post game overnight or the mid-range game overnight, but as long as he keeps moving, keeps dunking the ball, getting it in space, as well as shooting the three from deep, and playing better defense, if all of those things come together, which are realistic because we've seen a lot of that already, if those things can be done, we could see a potential finals run, a Western Conference finals run, something like that, even second round, maybe have a close one out of it. I think that if if you see all those things, Terry actually contributes, Brunson becomes a legitimate second unit leader like we saw with J.J. Barea um, who can get plenty of buckets because we know offensively he can do it Uh, can he pass the ball and then more consistency from Tim Hardaway Jr. good shooting from Reggie Bullock good defense and good competition between him and Dorian Finney-Smith the centers all competing like Dwight Powell said in the media day that you know he embraces the competition and it's going to be making them better players because they're competing with each other. You get different style looks so everyone learns how to defend different style, you know, centers. If you have all that and you also have a KP who is doing what he does well consistently and limiting the things that he does not do well, like, you know, he's turning the ball over in the post, stuff like that. He eliminates that. We're going to have a good situation. Also, another big thing is Luca has to be able to get along with Jason Kidd. This is one of the biggest things for the team. So you pull all those things off and you come with chemistry and Luca is Luca. Sky's the limit because the Western Conference is still a little wide open right now. And you have a Laker team over there where, let's face it, they're all really old. I'm not going to count out LeBron, but geez, guys, that, that's a... All those guys are my age and I'm no spring chicken. So I, I really think that they're the number one contender in the West. Why not the Mavericks? Why not? So I'm going to leave you with those words. Y'all have a great weekend and I will talk to you on the next episode. 